Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Welcome back, everybody. I got to tell you, I'm excited to be here today. There are a lot of big stories happening, a lot of things going on. I mean, the top two stories, unless you are living under a rock, are, uh, you know, this Hamlin thing that happened on Monday Night Football. Pray for him. Pray he's getting better. Uh, but, you know, I mean, that was a nightmare. And, you know, the biggest issue right now and the thing that's most interesting is to try and find find uh, these guys trying to find ways to spin this whole thing. I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous joke. I'm going to talk more about that. But right now... Uh, the thing that's kind of permeating my mind is uh, this this mess we've had with the Republican Party, okay? And the mess isn't Republicans going off the reservation and standing on principle regarding their uh, their speaker. The mess is that the Republican Party itself is doing so much to fight against its base and for the CCP and for the globalists and for everybody that's not American or anybody that hates America. Now, the Republicans like to pretend that they're not the Democrats, but look what they've passed lately. I mean, the omnibus bill was a disaster. We saw everything in that from gun control to uh, transgender support to you name it, right? I mean, it was an absolute disaster. That was a Mitch McConnell special. Uh, I'm sure his wife will end up getting more contracts because he passed that with the Chinese Communist Party because they clearly loved it. Uh, But this was an absolute disaster. Well, this Republican speaker thing going on or that's gone on. Well, let's talk about that, right? Let's talk about what's going on there. You have a group of Republicans who have said basically, hey, guys, um, you know, those, those people that, that sent us here, the voters, they were asking for us uh, to to stand for principle and to stand for things. Maybe we ought to do that. You know, we, we kind of promised them. That's why they voted for us. And so that's what they're doing. Now, the media, the Democrats, everybody else is acting as though these guys standing on principle is was the worst thing ever, right? Yeah, we, we can't have that. How could we possibly get to, you know, the, through all these different votes for, for the speaker? How can we get through all that, right? Well, here's my take on it. I don't care. Democracy can be messy. We don't have to all agree. This taking time, this is like a government shutdown when they can't negotiate out a bill, when they can't get the bill right. What it really is, is democracy in action, Right. It's democracy in action. We don't have to all agree. We just have to come together and find a way to get along. That's the way our government is, right? In fact, the entirety of the United States is based on freedom and based on this principle that we don't have to agree on how to live our lives or what to do. We just got to find ways to coexist freely. That is not what the other side wants. And that is not what the rhinos and the Republican Party want. They don't want to live and let live. They don't want you to be free or to think about things in your own terms. They want you to tote the party line. How is that any different than what we see from the left? 
How is that any different at all than what we're seeing elsewhere? I don't care who the tyrant is. I don't like it. Here's what I know. I know that McCarthy has apparently uh, been supported by the World Economic Forum. These guys hate freedom and hate America. These are the crew that, that have Klaus Schwab, the human genitalia, uh, running them, who is supported by Yuval Noah Harari, his top advisor, who thinks that Jesus Christ is fake news and hates religion and uh, regularly laments the fact that Hitler and Stalin didn't have uh, the technology we have today because they'd have been able to do so much more. Uh, yeah, these are people that are not good guys. If they're supporting McCarthy, I got to be honest with you. I'm not sure I support him. I don't know much about McCarthy. Uh, I mean, I know what everybody else knows. I don't know him personally. I don't have a personal bone to pick with him. I just know that uh, he's been very rhino-like. I know, yeah, I have looked at his voting record. I look at what he's done. He's been very vote rhino-like. And I also know he's supported by the World Economic Forum. I don't know that I like him then. You know, I mean, it's just that simple. And now, to, now, you know, I see this story about uh, uh, this Nebraska rep, Don Bacon. I've never met Bacon I didn't like until now. Uh, this is a, a real tragedy for me because you got to understand something. I'm pretty sure that Bacon is the food of God. It is, it is, I have a real issue with bacon. You got to understand if you give me bacon, we're friends for life, probably. Uh, it's just a, it's just a thing for me, right? I got issues. Well, I've got, with one exception, I universally love bacon. And that one exception is this rep Don Bacon from Nebraska. I'm, I'm kind of fussy and I think I might be extra fussy because he's, he's ruining the good name of bacon, but rep bacon is apparently a McCarthy henchman and is or was threatening to vote for a Democrat speaker if he didn't get McCarthy. Well, let me tell you what, Bacon. If you're supporting a Democrat, you need to be thrown out of the party. Okay? I don't care who the speaker is. If, it's, if you're voting for a Democrat and you're a Republican, then that tells you all you need to know. And I hope the people in his district in Nebraska are listening. I hope that the, you know what, please, anybody listening to this show, make sure you share this one with anybody in his district in Nebraska. I really want to target market Nebraska with this show, because I'm going to tell you, I don't know what kind of a scumbag piece of garbage this is, but the only thing worse than being a rhino is embodying it to the point where you start voting Democrat. Why in the hell is he running as a Republican if he would do that? Why did McCarthy not immediately come out and just absolutely rip this guy for that? McCarthy wants me to support him as a, a conservative, patriot, pro-American guy? Well, guess what? The first thing out of his mouth should have been, after Don Bacon said this, is the first thing out of his mouth should have been, Bacon, you need to retract this immediately or get out of our party because you're not a Republican. I mean, I, I don't know how else to be more clear, but he's not a he's not a Republican. There's nothing GOP if he's gonna if he's gonna back not only a Democrat, but Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries is absolutely one of the worst things on the planet. If our Republican Party is so broken that we would even have this conversation, well, 
I think that tells you all you need to know. I mean, really, honestly, why, why are we voting? This tells us why it's so important to retake that party. I, I mean, it's just broken completely. And it's not broken because people are standing for their voters. It's bo- broken because they're threatening to go vote Democrat if you don't if you do stand for your voters. It's insanity to me. So we've got this this absolute mess occurring. And uh, this mess is exacerbated by the fact that now it's coming out that this Don Bacon is tied in with this this beautiful organization, uh, the Humpty Dumpty Institute. Yes, that's right, folks. He's tied in with the Humpty Dumpty Institute. That sounds pretty, uh, you know, plain Jane. Who cares about the Humpty Dumpty Institute? Well, I care about it. Why? Well, the Humpty Dumpty Institute was apparently uh, ran by an Epstein guy, I think his brother. And uh, not only was it ran by an Epstein guy or his brother, but it seems to be tied in with uh, CCP influence. It seems to be tied in with uh, all, basically anything leftist you can find, including uh, people like uh, Adam Schiff. Adam Schiff is is involved with the same institute. Now, this, this crew, uh, I don't know, there's supposedly some sort of an advisory board uh, on there where you've got a bunch of people like uh, like this Don Bacon. And uh, like I said, they've, just got, they've got all sorts of shady dealings and, and this guy's a part of it. We have got to get our house in order. We cannot continue to have Republicans that aren't even sort of Republicans in this party. We need a strong, strong, strong Republican Central Committee that's going to reform that's going to stand for something. What's the platform that the Republicans stand for? What do they stand for? I mean, they don't care about border, according to McCarthy. He didn't want to support border. He didn't want to support term limits. Really didn't want to support much of anything. What does he stand for? Finding ways to uh, put fake investigations forward that don't do anything and then voting Democrat? I don't know. I mean, like I said, I don't know what's going on here. I know that I don't understand why McCarthy would oppose term limits, securing the border, things like that. Doesn't make any sense to me. Um, if he's, you know, if he's trying to be the speaker of the Republican House, uh, these are things that are are central to his base. That's what his base cares about. Not a lot. I mean, no one's even asking him what he feels about election reform or fixing January 6th or any of that stuff, but they ought to be. McCarthy seems weak. And like I said, he's supported by the WEF. He's got ties with shady people like Don Bacon, who, uh, well, I mean, I listen, I think every Republican on the planet ought to be screaming at Don Bacon right now. Everybody in his district, everybody around the country. I don't think this guy can get enough emails and phone calls. Everybody needs to be going after that guy. He is obviously a piece of garbage. And I don't know who's primarying him in the next his next election. But someone need, someone in Nebraska needs to find someone to replace that piece of trash. Because that guy needs to go. The problem with the Republican Party is the Republicans. 
the Republican establishment anyways. We've got to work through this. We've got to correct this. Now, I've had a lot of people ask me about third party. Problem with the third party is it's going to take forever to get going and for it to gain any threshold. And it's going to be uh, both parties, both Democrats and Republicans, would do anything they could to keep a third party from coming in. So you you ever want to see the uniparty work as a uniparty, try and start a third party and make it a viable option. And yes, I know about the libertarians and I know, about, but none of these other third parties are actually viable. They don't really do much. In this instance, uh, you know, in terms of creating a legitimate third party in the U.S., I don't see a great path forward unless you have a huge, huge name and huge, huge money pushing it. Now, if that were to happen, then maybe we could get enough uh, enough oomph to get there, but we're just not there yet. So I think we have to retake that Republican Party, which is, you know, it's necessary. And we're not there yet. We're not, we're really not all that close. Uh, to do that, we've got we've got a few different things that have to occur. But the first is we, the people, got to get active and get involved. You know, uh, there are so many precincts and precinct seats and local positions open in every state in the union. We got to get people to volunteer for them. You got to retake that local Republican Party and then use that position to push the national. It's a critical thing. And uh, it's just, it's the only way forward. It's the only way to fix this quickly. Uh, You know, if we had enough people volunteering before the 2024 election, we could really make a heck of an impact. So, you know, I hope people are doing that, especially in Don Bacon's district, because Don Bacon is, I mean, he's an insult to Bacon. It's an absolute travesty. This guy needs to go. uh, Very frustrated about this one, right? So, uh, by the way, McCarthy didn't just lose. He's lost over and over again. Over and over again. They don't want him. Why is the Republican Party, why you know, why the push for someone that, that the base and that a number of people in that party don't want? What's he going to do other than push Democrat policy? He's not pushing conservative policy or the conservatives wouldn't have ran away from him. So anyways, that that mess is a mess, but it's not a mess because of the patriots who, who are doing what they ought to do, which is to stand for their constituents. It's because of the cowards that refuse to stand for anything but their own pocketbook, the sellouts that pretty much make up the core of the Republican Party. Moving on. You know, we have uh, we have a lot of interesting things going on here. Uh, I think one of the most interesting additional kind of side things uh, is related to this this Demar Hamlin disaster, and it's you know the athletes that are dying, the athletes that are getting sick, and. Uh, the number of lies that were told to some of these different athletes to get them to influence and try and push things, right? Uh, I mean, we're seeing some really incredible stuff, uh, some incredible stuff coming back. One of the things that I think is particularly interesting, and I talked about this a little bit uh, previously, but this Uche Nwanari, uh, I, I have no idea how you say his name, but he's the guy, he was the professional football player 
who was, uh, you know, promoting kindness and love with the vaccine, right? He, he, but when he said, and not politicizing it at all, uh, he did not politicize anything ever. I know because the left has told me on Twitter that I'm the only one that politicizes anything. Um, but but Uche, uh, he, uh, while he wasn't politicizing things, he's the guy that wrote that everybody who's not vaxxed should be in prison. Yeah, prison. That That's absolutely where they belong. Um, and he's also the guy who, after you know, saying that everybody who wasn't vaxxed belonged in prison, died of a uh, some sort of a apparent vax death, died suddenly type thing, his heart, you know, those sorts of things. At 38 years old, uh, because, I don't know, he wanted to stay out of prison, I guess. He got his vaccines, and uh, now he's gone. Well, uh, we've got some more stuff from Uche, and I'm going to talk to you guys about that when we come back. Right now, though, I want to tell you to buy some Cofix, right? When your hands get dirty, you need soap in your house so that you can wash your hands so you don't get germs, right? Uh, Cofix, same sort of thing. When you inhale germs and they get into your sinuses and you're feeling gunky and yucky, you use Cofix. Cleans your sinuses. It's like washing your hands. It works really well. Helps reduce your illness, time, duration, all these sorts of things. It's a wonderful product. And if you use the America Out Loud code, uh, out loud is what you type in. If you use that at checkout, uh, you're supporting our network and you're getting a huge discount. Now, I want to stress the importance of supporting the network. The America Out Loud network is a critical place. We're putting out lots of big information, doing lots of things. It needs to be supported, right? You got to support your patriots who are fighting for you. So, Use out loud at, at the checkout and uh, get yourself healthy. Use Cofix. It's a great product. So uh, we'll be back after this. And guess what we'll have? More stuff. While many things we hear are lies, we know one thing is true. Viruses exist and people get sick. Look, there's no guaranteed way to keep from getting sick, but there is a way to reduce your chances. Cofix RX, the original povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray that you hear Dr. McCullough talking about, provides an additional invisible layer of protection from colds, flu, coronaviruses, and more. Click the banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and use promo code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Stay protected with Cofix RX. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. 
Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. All righty, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, so, Uche. I don't know if that's how you say his name. I don't honestly care too much. Uh, and it's a shame that this poor guy had to die from his own stupidity. Uh, and it may not even been stupidity. I guess that's not really a fair kind thing to say. It may just have been that he was manipulated and defrauded like so many other people. Uh, but I think it is fair to say that he was manipulated and defrauded. And it's easy to become grumpy with a guy like this, right? Because it's one thing to be defrauded and to be foolish and to make foolish decisions. It's another thing when you use your position to try and promote that stupidity on other people. Well, Uche, who uh, is the same guy that that died from the jab after uh, telling everybody that if they didn't get the jab, they should be in prison, uh, had more than, than one statement on this, right? Uh, here's another direct quote from him. What kind of idiot must one be to actually take a dewormer ivermectin, which has absolutely nothing in any study anywhere about using for COVID, but your stupid, sorry, ASS, doesn't want a vax. I mean, natural selection takes over at some point, right? Rest in peace, Uchi. Uh, it did take over, in fact, and unfortunately, you were not selected. Uh, you know, it's too bad. And and I'm getting some flack here, right? So I'm catching some heat. People are saying, well, you shouldn't say that. It's terrible. You're hurting your hurtful, mean man. I don't care. I don't care. There are people dying. Do you know that there are people that are still giving these jabs to their children? People who are giving these to babies? People who don't realize that they are essentially murdering their children. We have to talk about this. And we also need to talk about it. Uche's dead. Okay. He was he was apparently a smug jerk. And uh, well, he lost that natural selection decision, didn't he? The one that he was promoting. Here's the thing: I can't fix Uche. What I can do is try and prevent the people alive from making the same mistakes. What I can also do is remind people to learn from Uche. If, if this guy, you know, is out there promoting, we've got to counter his message. We've got to get this out there. We, you know, I mean, this guy was out there. Well, you know what? Everybody should know his name. Everybody should know that this guy was out there telling you, you're an idiot, ivermectin, you won't get a vax, uh, you know, and then he died from it. I mean, this is an important thing. It's the only thing that we can do to make something good come from his loss, right? I pray for his family. I pray for his soul. I pray for him. He's gone. We can't bring him back, but we can use what he did to potentially save others. And that's what I'm doing. And I'm not going to apologize for it. I don't care whether you like it. If you don't like it, don't listen. If you don't like it, don't follow me on Twitter. But if you think you're going to troll me or convince me that I uh, 
you know, shouldn't continue speaking. Well, you know what? I've been doing this for three years. There's nothing you can say to me that I haven't heard 10 times and I don't care. Zero, literally none. Um, my my snowflake card was revoked uh, just yesterday. Yesterday I cared. Today, it was, you know, it was revoked. So now I don't care. But we have to learn from guys like Uche. And it's the same reason I keep talking about Damar uh, Hamlin. I think this is a sad, sad thing. And I pray for this guy. I pray that he recovers. Uh, there's reports today that they put federal agents outside of his door. I don't know why they would do that. I mean, I don't think he's going anywhere. But I uh, I do pray that he gets better. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I brought this up. I talked about it right away. It was obviously, it was obvious what happened, right? I mean, it was clear as day what happened. You know, this guy... Uh, he, you know, he collapsed. It looked like a heart attack and it smelled like a heart attack. It was a heart attack. And I said, well, you know, if you got a heart attack on the field, well, I, I wonder what would have caused that. Young athlete, tipping over, died suddenly type situation. Thank God he didn't actually die. Uh, myocarditis, anybody? Pericarditis? Heart issues? Heart damage from these jabs? You know, in Buffalo, where uh, Buffalo's team and uh, talked extensively about the competitive disadvantage if everybody on your team wasn't vaxxed, you know, where they threw Cole Beasley out to the Wolves because he wasn't vaxxed, you know, Buffalo, that team. And people, well, we don't know if he was vaxxed. Okay, maybe he, maybe he was the guy that the team didn't make get the vaccine, even though they were, you know, talking about the competitive disadvantage for if you're not 100% vaxxed, right? Sure, sure, and no, no, no. It, it was it was this uh, this uh, comodo, whatever stupid thing, right? This this diagnosis. Uh, so I read a whole slew of studies on that. First of all, that almost never happens in people over twenty years of age. Second of all, it happens less than twenty times a year. Third of all, it takes a hit directly in the chest, uh, in the heart area which this guy didn't get. It was in the wrong position. Uh, this guy was also wearing a huge amount of padding. I mean, the NFL pads are designed to, to take hits. And uh, nothing about that made any sense. But even if that did, even if that hit had an impact, it was probably something that exacerbated the underlying myocarditis, pericarditis. I've talked to a bunch of experts on this, right? It's funny, I actually saw some buffoon uh, on social media tried to uh, tell me that he was a cardiologist and that he knew. But I said, well, you know, I've talked to several of the best cardiologists on the planet about this. And uh, when I was consulting experts about this, uh, you didn't make the list. But, uh, you know, apparently this guy thought he was brilliant. And, uh, you know, he starts ranting on about what everybody else is ranting on about. And you know, I don't have to be a doctor to to apply common sense to the situation. This guy had a heart attack. It was almost certainly a result of the jab. And now people don't want me to talk about it, right? Now, j just in case, just in case you don't think I did my research or, you know, didn't, not only have I consulted with a whole bunch of doctors and uh, experts in this, uh, but I also uh, have found, you know, there's a bunch of different articles out there. 
Um, my incredibly talented show producer sent me over an article on uh, sudden cardiac death risk in contact sports. And uh, guess what? It increases. It increases. Uh, myocarditis related. Uh, so if you've got myocarditis, it increases your risk of sudden cardiac death in contact sports. And well, I mean, what causes myocarditis? This is an absurd, absurd, absurd situation. And the left is trying to spin it. The vaccine crowd are doing everything they can to protect the Fauci vaccine. They got to protect it. Protect the Fauci vaccine. Why is it so dang important to them? Why don't they care who's dying? Are you telling me that you anybody actually believes that these guys are, uh, you know, these guys that are in charge, that Anthony Fauci, that Barella actually got a real vial of that vaccine? You actually think that that's a legitimate thing and not stage? Given that you're looking at, you know, 10% or higher serious, serious, serious adverse events, does anybody even sort of believe this? Well, I think there's probably at least three or four morons that do. And uh, unfortunately, uh, they're going to have to live with their decisions. And as Uche said, well, natural selection will uh, will take care of the issue. Um, I want to know what the NFL is going to do with this, though, right? Because the NFL pushed all these guys to get this jab. And, uh, you know, Pfizer... Uh, about 65% share the advertising voice across NFL. Uh, I think there was nine and a half million, according to my friends over at OAMF. Uh, we don't know what money they got from the federal government, if they got any. Um, I'm guessing they did. The feds were spreading a lot of money to get people to lie about this. I'm very interested in whether Uche or, uh, or Hamlin's agents got any money for pushing them into doing this. I wonder if they got any sort of a, a payoff for that. And a lot of these guys, you know, they, they make these decisions based on the advice of the experts around them, and they trust these guys to do what's right by them. But, I mean, yeah, none of these guys care about these football players. They treat them like meat. They treat them like livestock. They just, you know, they make their money off of them, and they get injured or broke while they're on their own. But I think that the Players Association, uh, NFL Players Association, is going to have to ask itself what it's going to do. You got a lot of guys who have been hurt or killed or injured, and uh, from these jabs, and that number is continuing to go up. Now, I think it's really interesting. J.J. Watt's retirement, you know, because of of heart issues. I wonder what caused that. Uh, no one seems to be mentioning that that's pretty obviously related to the jab, but. You know, uh, it's there. You know, we see all these guys. Like I said they're they're treated like uh, like just cattle. You know, if, you, if, if something goes wrong, you just slaughter it. Um, what's the NFL going to do with that? Is the NFL Players Association going to do something? I don't know. They probably ought to. You would think that there is a uh, some sort of a moral imperative to do so, but. Who knows? Who knows? Um, you know, I, why, uh, someone posted the Vigilant Fox. The Vigilant Fox uh, found an interview I did, and it's been quite a while since I've done this interview. I can't remember the exact date, 
but uh, he re- reposted it, and uh, there was an old quote from me, and I said, there's not a single other product available in the market anywhere. Drugs, chainsaws, hand grenades, not one that causes as much death and carnage to consumers. We don't have one product that's more dangerous than this vaccine. Man, was I right. Man, was I right. I wonder that, I wish I knew the date uh, of that that video, because I'd like to like to look and see see how far ahead of the curve I was on this. Uh, but I do know that it was, well, farther ahead of the cor- curve than poor Uche. Uh, so uh, I don't know if you guys are aware, but we're having some issues in this country with, well, crime, uh, particularly in some of the Democratic cities. Now, this is an interesting thing. You would think that in democratic utopias like New York, where they do everything they can to deal with gun control and to deal with all of these good leftist policies, it's the home of AOC, for God's sakes. How could New York be anything but a utopia? we got Hochul there. I mean, you you would think that that state would be the utopia. you got New York City, you got Hochul, you got AOC. What more could you ask for? I mean... Even Hillary and Bill Clinton were there for a while. I mean, you know, Bill was at home in Harlem. So New York City is definitely a utopia. It's a mecca. Uh, New York State, obviously great. But shockingly, and I, I just don't understand this, but somehow there has been crime there. Crime. Can you imagine crime in a Democrat utopia? Where where you have so many wonderful, good things happening? I can't fathom that. But believe it or not, it's happened. Somehow, and I'm guessing that these are you know, these criminal elements are probably Trump voters, but you never know. I mean, you see a lot of Trump voters that, are, that cause this kind of trouble. Um, but crime has made its way to New York. Uh, and there's some interesting things occurring. So we saw a, a nice little story in the Independent Sentinel, right? The Independent Sentinel. Uh, and they're talking about uh, this crime that happened in New York. And a couple uh, a couple cops uh, shot a guy who was stabbing them. Now, the guy was literally stabbing the cops, and they shot him, and he died. These guys, and obviously, I mean, we can all assume that this that the the stabber was probably a Trump supporter. He probably had a mega hat on. I didn't, I didn't see the pictures, but he probably did, because uh, you know only only mega people would destroy the beautiful state of New York with uh, Hochul and others. Um, but this guy uh, got shot and was dead, and luckily. And, and this is important, right? Because we're asking ourselves, how could there be crime in New York? Well, the reaction to, to this, this guy who was stabbing the cops that got shot and died um, was, was interesting. Uh, and we can always count on our university professors to do what they do in educating us and all of us to think these things through properly. Well, this brilliant, brilliant professor, Anna Hayward, uh, posted on, on Stony Book Medicine Instagram. 
Why did a man have to die? What about the man they murdered? In response to the police shooting the guy that was stabbing them, who was probably a mega supporter. Uh, the police shoot a guy because he's stabbing them. You know, they, I think they went there for a wellness check, something like that. They, they show up, hey, how you doing, everybody? And, uh, you know, some guy pulls out a knife, starts stabbing them. So they shoot him. This brilliant, brilliant professor, Anna Hayward, an absolute genius, an intellectual scholar, a giant, a giant amongst women. Anna Hayward, well, I, I think she's a woman. Maybe she chooses to not be a woman today. I, I, I didn't ask. Um, maybe today she's a, a man um, or well, I don't know. Well, I guess we just don't know these things today, you know, nowadays. Uh, she looks like a woman in her picture, but I don't know. Maybe I'm a sexist for thinking that women look different than men because it doesn't really matter what you look like. It's just whether you say you're I'm, – I'm kind of confused about this whole thing now. I think we've gone down that path. Yeah, so we think Anna Hayward, Professor Anna Hayward, I'm sorry, uh, is a woman who who probably identifies as a woman because she looks like a woman, but maybe she's a man – uh, who looks like a woman and identifies as a man. I don't know. We'll find out. But I want to talk about Anna's, Professor Anna Hayward's response a little bit more on the other side of the break. Uh, for right now, I want to ask you to go to TomRens.com, sign up for the Substack, sign up for the newsletter, sign up, sign up, sign up. Support us, help us. If you need gold, go to bh-pm.com. If you need pillows, go to my pillow. In either event, say say uh, you know Renz at checkout. Who sent you? Renz. Nugenics, my buddy Eric Naputi's uh, system, incredible system. You want to be healthy, fit, do it. Nugenics. Tell them Renz sent you. Wherever you go, tell them Renz sent you. If you help us, we can help you. We need your help. We need your support. So go to TomRens.com, sign up for our Substack, sign up for our newsletter, sign up, share, 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 and support us so that we can continue fighting for you. We need your help. I need a 1,000 lawyers. That only happens with your support. Thank you all very much, and we'll be right back for more stuff. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com.
Okay, okay, welcome back. So we were talking about the professor, the esteemed scholar, probably Fulbright material. Uh, yeah, I mean, just the, the genius, Professor Anna Hayward, the giant intellectual amongst women or men, whatever she chooses to be today. Uh, and her response to the police officers who, you know, went to a house to check on someone and uh, they got knifed. The, you know, some guy tried to kill them. And so they shot him. And her reaction, which was not, oh, my God, I'm glad the cops are okay. No, no. Hers was, why did they murder this guy? Now, we asked this and we brought this up in context of how could there be crime in a Democrat utopia like New York? This place is beautiful and it's ran so well. I mean, we have uh, a brilliant attorney general up there. We have a brilliant governor. We have AOC getting elected. We have the Clinton. I mean, you've got everything. You, you even had the Clintons there. You know, I think they ran a pizza shop or something. I don't know. There's some rumor on the internet about it. Uh, but anyways, okay, I might have been out of line there. I was just being funny. Um, anyways, so Professor Anna Hayward is mad that the cops had to kill the guy who was stabbing them. I wonder if Professor Anna Hayward would have reacted if someone was stabbing her. I wonder what her reaction would have been, particularly if she had a gun available. I wonder if her reaction would have been to say, oh, sir, we need to de-escalate. I need a safe space. I need some quiet time. Perhaps we can cease and desist in the stabbing so that I can consider my actions. I don't want to become angry. I'm thinking that that's the appropriate. You know, I mean, that's that, isn't that how you de-escalate that? You de-escalate? Because that's uh, that's what the Professor Anna Hayward said is, quote, this was a wellness check. Why didn't they de-escalate the situation? Um, should they ask him to stab them less? I mean, what kind of de-escalation would Professor Anna Hayward have them do? He was stabbing them. I think they de-escalated it quite well. They shot him. That that the de-escalation was complete. There was absolutely no more stabbing after he shot them, or after they shot him. Uh, you know, uh, but you know that that act of shooting the man who was stabbing them, according to Professor Anna Hayward, is uh, well murder. So uh, it's uh, it's hard to imagine that there could be crime in this sort of a, a utopia ran by Democrats, controlled by Democrats. Um, yeah, interestingly enough, this isn't the only crime that's occurred in New York. I know that's shocking, right? Who would have believed that there could be other crime? Now, maybe you heard about this, and this was clearly, clearly an aberration. I mean, New York City is the Mecca of the Mecca, right? New York City, it doesn't get better than that. That You talk about Democrat control, I mean, they own it, right? It's, it's, it's utopia. Well, somehow, this guy who I'm guessing must have also been a MAGA supporter, because only a MAGA supporter would be violent or, or criminal in a beautiful state like New York. Uh, I mean, you have this perfect Democrat utopia, 
And then these evil mega supporters come in and commit crimes. Well, on New Year's Eve, when all of the happy people were enjoying Times Square, having fun, just thrilled to death, uh, you know, and actually a lot of them were not wearing masks. So I'm very concerned about their health because I would have thought if you were in New York City you should, at Times Square, you should have been wearing at least six masks. But yeah, they weren't. Uh, they were risking their lives against the dangers of COVIDs, uh, which you know, actually is a risk if you got vaccinated. And since it's New York, there are probably a lot of people that were. But anyways, without digressing, uh, there was actually a crime in New York City of all places. Can you believe this? And it occurred on New Year's Eve during this festive celebration. There was a crime. Not only was it there a crime in New York City during this festive celebration, but it occurred in the Times Square area. Seriously, I know you can't believe this, but it's real. We've got you know, Washington Free Beacon right here. Now, the mega supporter, I mean, I'm guessing he was a mega supporter. I guess I can't back that up. But uh, I mean, what else could he be but a mega supporter? This mega supporter uh, was actually, according to the Washington Free Beacon, quote, uh, the machete wheeling assailant who wounded two police officers in Times Square on New Year's Eve was motivated by Islamic extremism, according to reports. Well, that's interesting. I mean, what kind of report would give you that information? Well, I guess the same report that said that this guy said that he wanted to go to Afghanistan and fight along Islamic militants. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't understand how uh, how this could happen in the Democrat Mecca of New York City. Let me see what I did there. Because it's an Islamic extremist, and I called it a Mecca. That's, this, is, this is funny. That was like a professional broadcast thing. Okay, maybe not. Um, yeah. So, but in all seriousness, you know, yeah, this other this another attack on police officers in New York. Now, I don't know. You know, I mean, we're talking about crime in New York, and we're trying to figure out how this could be happening. And, you know, we've talked about two attacks on police officers. Um, and I'm guessing that both were carried out by MAGA people. There's no evidence of that. But, I mean, who needs evidence to, to have a good story, right? So in the Democrat Mecca of New York, we see this crime. Now, I don't understand because, I mean, it's not like New York cut the budget of the police department. Oh, Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Um, it's not like uh, New York has been pushing uh, for kinder, gentler policing and uh, releasing a lot of criminals off the street because their DA doesn't seem to be prosecuting anybody or anything like that, right? Uh, well, except for everything I just said was wrong. New York is releasing criminals on the street on a regular basis. Uh, they're They're not going after real penalties for people who are committing real crimes. I mean, the whole thing is a disaster. New York also was, I mean, they were, they're woke. They're at the center of this whole anti-cop, anti-law, anti-order, anti-anything good uh, movement. 
I mean, short of being Seattle or Portland, I don't know that New York could be a whole lot worse than they are on this. Yeah, I mean, we need we need to de-escalate, right? I mean, the cops are getting stabbed by some lunatic, and this buffoon, who actually has the dasty to use the title professor, is out there saying that they're murderers and they should have de-escalated. How the hell do you de-escalate a guy stabbing you? Well, the cops figured out how to do it. They shot him. That's how you do it. This is insane. This is insanity. You want to know why it is that there's problems in New York? Same reason there's problems in Portland or Seattle or San Francisco. Every time you put Democrats in charge of a locality and they implement Democrat policies in that locality, you have the same thing. Now, the question is whether there's any difference between Democrats and Republicans. But on a local level, there seems to be because you typically know uh, your Republican neighbor who is running. And on a local level, they seem to be less corrupt than the Democrats. Uh, you know, once you get down to, you know, governors and, and D.C., I mean, it's very uniparty unless you're one of the 20 who are actually standing on principle. But, you know, this this lack of respect for law and order is is beyond destructive for these cities. I mean, I just, you know, my kids... My kids said, hey, yeah, they were asking me about New York City, right? Because they were they were playing a video game, and the video game was set in New York City, and they were asking me about it. I said, Dad, can we go to New York City? No. Why can't we go to New York City, Dad? Because. What do you mean, Dad? Because New York City has turned into a hellhole. It's not safe. I'm not going to let my kids and my wife walk the streets. I'd have to stand right next to them the entire time and you know, be on constant surveillance like a bodyguard. I don't want to go there. That's not fun. Not to mention their insanity and stupidity everywhere on these jabs and masks and every other stupid Democrat thing you can. I mean, but it's reflective of the city and the state. The city and the state who uh, let the election be stolen for people like AOC and Hochul. I mean, it's just insane. And by the way, the election in New York was not fair either. Uh, I got a bunch of good people up there in New York we're trying to correct it because New York does have a lot of good people. They just don't live in any of the cities. Uh, they live in the more rural areas. They certainly don't live in AOC's district. Um, but this this push, this push against the cops, defund the police. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that? Did you guys, or is that something we forgot, right? We moved on. Because Black Lives Matter stole enough money from everybody that they can continue to uh, fund transgender studies. Oh, you you didn't know that that's what Black Lives Matter was doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Black Lives Matter has basically spent no money on any sort of issues related to race or black justice or anything like that. Pretty much all the money has gone to the founder and uh, was essentially used to fund different transgender things and things like that. I mean, it's an absolute mess. Uh, it, it's one of the most corrupt organizations in history. They call it Black Lives Matter, so you'd think that they would think or would preach that Black Lives Matter, but they don't actually do any of that. Uh, they don't really care about it. So, and uh, they seem to just... Uh, promote whatever sort of woke ideology can raise them more money so that the founder can buy another mansion. But yeah, so when they were pushing all this defund the police, you know, George Floyd, whatever nonsense, which by the way, remember George Floyd? 
Remember how he was murdered in the street viciously by those cops? Uh, did anybody notice when they uh, put the footage out from another angle what was going on there? Anybody notice that? Uh, looked an awful lot less like he was being murdered. And he had a lot of drugs in his system. And there were a number of other issues. But, you know, let's let's not let the truth ruin a good story. Certainly don't want to do that. But, uh, you know, we had this George Floyd thing that we pushed us to defund the police all over the country. Well, did you think that when they pushed the defund police that the next day the crime was going to go up? First of all, I don't know that it could have went up much more because, you know, to be perfectly honest, I, we just got done with Antifa and, and Soros paid and funded riots all over the country. They destroyed every city you could. So, I mean, you had there's going to be a delay before there was a noticeable increase in time or in crime. And that, that noticeable increase was going to coincide with the uh, the continued lack of funding for police and the continued abuse that they take, right? I mean, who, who the hell wants to be a cop in Seattle right now? Or Portland. I mean, nobody wants that. So they've, they've successfully defunded the police, and we're successfully seeing the results. New York City, uh, they didn't like cops. They didn't, they, you know, they had big defund the police uh, thing there. Do you guys remember when they painted the road? Uh, the big road painting about this? And you know, there's, there's just been thing after thing after thing. You know, treating the guys who are out there fighting to keep you safe, who are putting their lives on the line to keep you safe and out of trouble, there's just this constant berating of them. And then you're surprised when crime goes up, right? I, I know it's shocking, but people like Professor Anna Haywood and uh, her, her stupidity are not helpful for police officers. You know, when, when she's out there talking about them murdering someone because... Uh, they shot a guy who was stabbing them, literally stabbing them. These guys were injured, one, I believe, critically, from from being attacked. Should they have, how did she, she said, why didn't they de-escalate? Why didn't they de-escalate? You know, I don't know. I mean, she spent too much time in her university thinking that she could go to a safe space. Maybe the uh, cops were meant to go to a safe space. I mean, Apparently, the, the knife-wielding psychopath that they shot didn't get the memo that, that the cops were in their safe space, so he couldn't knife them anymore. I don't know. Uh, but but this is devastating, right? It's devastating to the police. It's devastating to their morale. It's devastating to recruitment. You know, these guys aren't supposed to, uh, you know, stop and frisk. Uh, the stop and frisk stuff is something that's been considered very controversial, these guys aren't supposed to be proactive. They aren't supposed to do anything. You know, we're going to destroy our own uh, rights by pushing things like the Patriot Act to ensure that we have security on one hand, but we're going to defund the police on other. Are you kidding me? In this country, what we have essentially done is traded all of our real security, which is local police, law enforcement, things like that, in to a corrupt federal bureaucracy, FBI, intel agencies, all these different, that is now uh, working actively against us. Twitter files, anybody? 
we've traded our our freedom for security that was that was what happened it's what we did and you know the the saying goes or the quote goes you know if you trade your freedom for security you'll have neither well that's where we are uh we don't have security we don't have freedom and what we do have is a huge mess we have to start thanking our first responders. We have to support our first responders. We've got to do right by these guys. So, you know, I want to urge you all, uh, do something nice for a first responder. Reach out to them. Tell them thank you. Send them a, a gift basket. I don't know. Just do something nice for your local department. Support these guys. Let them know they're appreciated. Uh, you know, just kind of stand for them a little bit. That stuff goes a long ways. Uh Little uh, little Tom secret. I actually was a fireman for a while. I loved every second of it. Uh, it was a big, meaningful thing to me, and it was a huge part of my life for a period, and uh, something that I'll never forget. It was a wonderful thing. So, and I hope people will appreciate what those guys are doing for you because it's tough. I will tell you. The Genesis HOCL atomizes an HOCL solution, puts it in the air. And what that does is kills germs. I have two boys. My boys come home. They bring whatever godforsaken disease is running around the school. They cough, they hack, they share it. Mom and I get sick. It runs through the house. Well, I've got, sitting over here to my left, a Genesis HOCL. I like my Genesis HOCL because when my boys come home with their diseases, I turn it on and it kills the germs and I don't get it. Now, you need an HOCL, Genesis HOCL. You need to buy it. You need to use out loud in the checkout code, and you'll get a 20% 20, 20 discount, I believe, a huge discount. Uh, the Genesis HOCL is a great product. I use it. It'll keep you from spreading germs. It'll keep your house healthier. And uh, I want to urge you to get one and use, use the code. Uh, use the out loud code. Support our network. Uh, thank you all for being here, and I will see you guys tomorrow for more stuff.